Welcome to Coping with COVID-19, an editorially independent program from the editors of Modern Aesthetics Magazine and Practical Dermatology Magazine. In this episode, Drs. Joel Cohen, Doris Day, Steve Diane, Michael Gould, Mark Nestor, Joel Schlesinger, and Amy Taub discuss long-term implications of COVID-19 on patient volume, revenue, staffing, and more. If you've been on any of these calls, like every one of us has been on and done, you know, the, the cosmetic aesthetic companies think that, you know, oh, we're just going to bounce back and it's just going to be hunky-dory in a couple months or whatever, and they're not concerned. And, you know, I think everybody on this call today, we've all sort of said, mm, maybe not. So give me your opinions on what do you think the cosmetic market's going to look like in, a, in three months, okay? Um, and then... Part two of that is in three months we have a spike. Then so, what do you gonna do? So all right, we gotta keep it like a minute or two each. So go ahead, Mark. So I, I, I listened to a great conversation from one of the analysts today for because of the unemployment figures that come out. And he basically said, look, he said the unemployment figures are devastating. And if you look at this and understand the depth there's no way this is just gonna bounce back. It's impossible. People are too fearful, it's deep, et cetera. Um, I, my prediction is we'll have a backlog of those individuals who must have their, their toxin, who must have their filler, et cetera. It's not gonna be our normal uh, uh, load of people. Once that dies down, there is going to be a much lower number of individuals who are, want to come in for cosmetic procedures. And for that matter, for clinical dermatology as well, because of the fact that a lot of people have lost their insurance, a lot of people are really fearful about money, et cetera. My prediction is that it's going to remain in the 30 to 50% across the board for a while until, and this is what he said in terms of the overall economy, until we either have a an adequate treatment or cure or a vaccine because it's just this is not going to go away quickly it's permeating every single aspect of our economy and society in two ways number one in a proper way because people aren't going to have money they're losing their job but number two because of fear because of fear of going out and fear of getting infected etc and All both right. of those things are going to go hand in hand Amy, so, and, and then add one layer to that. Why are our companies, and again, this is what they're supposed to, but they're all telling us it's going to be wonderful. <laughs> so. Well, I don't know if they're telling us it's going to be wonderful. What they're doing is pointing to Asia. I just watched a, a webinar of the uh, guy that's in charge of Allergan in Asia, and he said that the, you know, most of the clinics in Asia are back. I mean, it depends on what country, what province, blah, blah, blah about 30 to 50%, but understand they're two months ahead of us. So it may take us another two months to even get to 30 to 50%. I spoke with my accountant and like I'm projecting to have 35% of the revenue this year that I was planning on having. So that has huge repercussions. And when you think about that, what's gonna, it's gonna devastate some of the staff that I like I'm not gonna be able to keep everybody I want to keep. I think it's gonna be at least two years before we're back to normal. And I think that unfortunately, it still will look different in two years. 
I think the people will like, it's almost like PTSD. It's like, there's always a blip after 9-11, after, you know, 2008. It's almost like you feel scarred, like, well, I don't know if, you know, I really feel good. And it's, it's just like, you just want to scream because we were rocking and rolling right before this happened. It was just like, finally, I feel like finally we got back to where things were increasing after 2008. Not that we haven't been doing well, but where people were just feeling loosey-goosey about the fact that it was okay to have, you know, cosmetic procedures. It was acceptable. They weren't as scared about it. They had the money. All those things go into what drives our business. And I think to get back there emotionally, even if they find a cure for it in three months, it, let's say they find a cure for it in three months. I think it'll still take a year and a half before we're back. So this is going to scar us deeply. It's going to be quite a long time. I'm sorry to say that, but I think it's the reality we need to prepare for. Joel Cohen. I think that there are many types of surveillance procedures um, and exams that need to be done. I certainly, I saw somebody who's had a history of melanoma and has had many lesions cut off. I saw him for a skin check and he had, you know, no qualms about coming in. And, you know, his wife has had ovarian cancer and has surveillance. I saw another guy who um, has had bladder cancer and he has really had to pause on his surveillance um, right now because he hasn't been able to, to do that. So I think that there's medical procedures that need to happen. Uh, things like skin checks in higher risk people. Um, I think that there is going to be a return to credentialing. I said last week on this as well, where people really want to see some of the, the, the people who have the most credentials in these things because they feel most confident in them doing the procedures and also they feel most confident in them educating and training their staff and implementing these protocols uh, for people. I think, you know, flattening the curve you know, doesn't obviously mean that we're not going to have people that get sick. And unfortunately, um, I've seen already two people this week that lost loved ones in the past couple of weeks, and they haven't had a funeral for them. And they're still very emotional about it because they, they can't do anything. They can't get together. They can't have a funeral and, and they can't have that closure. And, and sadly, they couldn't be there for the person when they were dying. And one of those patients, uh, the family member was a professional saxophone player, um, you know, here in Denver. And it's, it's really, really tough. You know, the question was, was he exposed, you know, taking deep breaths when he was performing? So I think this is going to change really, you know, many of people's experience going to a restaurant, going to a club, going to different things, probably for a long, long time. Um, I, I will say that, that in terms of, you know, one thing that, that, you know, we keep hearing about hypochlorous acid and, one of my favorite movies was My Big Fat Greek Wedding, where they used Windex for everything. And I know they made a part two, but I fully expect them to make My Big Fat Greek Wedding part three and just use hypochlorous acid for absolutely everything in that movie. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Steve, Diane, what do you think? So uh, the logical side of me agrees with all of you, but the philosophical side of me says no, that we're going to pop back quicker than we think. And I'm not an economist, but half the population is under the age of 35. And they don't feel this the way that we do in our age group does. They're not seeing it as much. And if you talk to them, they're like, okay, they cannot wait to get back out there. They can't wait to do things. And I'm surprised because we started taking appointments. I couldn't believe how many patients are calling. And I agree with Mark. And I think it was Doris said, we're going to have an early bolus of patients. And, and the economy is going to be bad. And my patients are sensitive to it. 
but I also think that we're going to start to get some solutions to it. I think we're going to become less fearful of this as we, as we tend to live with it like we do with HIV. And people have short memories today. And wanting to look good and feel good has always been there. So I'm going to, I'm going to go to the optimistic side and say that we're going to pop back quicker than we realize. And uh, it's not going to be as bad. Good. Joel Schlesinger. Joel Schlesinger. I, I feel that a couple of things. Number one, I, you know, there's, there's so many different ways this can go. None of us will ever know, but I think that it's so very important that we ret retain our capital, that if you have expenses, you carefully examine every single expense, whether it's for your office, whether it's for your home, because there will be a potential of, of some real pain out there. I suspect that I will probably on the low side have I uh, see 35 to 40 percent of my income this year, no more than 50 percent of the income uh, compared to last year. If if, if I earn 50 percent, I think that'll be a minor miracle and it'll be a celebratory uh, moment. But I think that it's going to be very important that we manage our money very carefully and prepare for the worst and hope for the best. I agree with Steve that there could be any number of outcomes. I was talking to a, a fairly significant in, investor uh, recently, and that person said, you know, you listen to all the talking heads on TV, and you realize that all these talking heads on TV really don't have a, a clue what they're saying. If they were truly able to understand the economy, they would be investing, they wouldn't be on CNN talking about what, what's gonna happen to the economy. So hopefully we will have a better outcome than we anticipate, but I can tell you that I, it, it never hurts to, to be careful. And also be careful with yourself and with your staff. You know, we, we are doing a lot of things and I think that we don't understand the impact of what we are doing on our staff. And so it's going to be very important that we uh, protect them, that we uh, screen patients. Uh, I've turned down several patients that have concerning uh, uh, things such as they were exposed to COVID a couple of weeks ago, they were exposed to COVID uh, the other day in a nursing home. And we just say, you know, come, come in in two weeks. We, we, we will be here, we will take care of you, but you don't have to take everybody. There's no heroic thing if you're doing uh, you know, a Botox on, or a Mohs procedure on somebody who's then gonna infect your staff. So be careful and be safe and hopefully we'll all get through this together. All right, Doris, Doris. So I agree, I'm, I'm a, an optimist and I am a hope for the best, prepare for the worst type of person. So my strategy has always been to have a low overhead so that I don't feel the pressures. I don't work from my office. And so if my office is down, I know that I, I don't feel that pressure or that pain. And that's something I'm gonna revisit is look at the business model of my practice and look at other um, avenues that I can have. I'm building my skincare line. I just relaunched my website. Um, with using Shopify, and I'm, I'm going to look at other platforms and ways that I can reach people and patients. And I think that as we have adversity, we also have opportunity. And this is an opportunity for us to find ways to be creative so that we can take a bad outcome, um, you know, a bad, a, a bad situation. It's not a bad outcome, it's a bad situation. And, um, and, make, it, and make us have a really good outcome that, that we, we would, that is, it's, it's like what a blessing that that we were able to sort through this time. We didn't ask for this, and I'm, it's heartbreaking to hear these stories about people dying who were otherwise healthy, who had many years left in their lives, who, who were taken down by this. And, it, and that does instill fear when you hear those stories. But we have to balance that out and say, okay, 
where's the opportunity to, to celebrate life and, and our skill set and our education and what we have to offer. And I believe that what we do is important. It's as essential as what any other doctor does for their patient. We are life affirming. And, and I want to find a way to continue in that vein. Good. All right, and I'm, I'm, you know, I'm just thankful to have all you on the call for a little while. This is this, this I think this series has been great. Um, you know, I am, you know, me all as the biggest optimist. I mean, this is what um, I'm. I'm scared in the long term of this. And I made a comment on the MCAS call. You know, if we go through waves of this spiking and they were telling and we have to shut down a couple more times um, whoever plays golf can meet me on a golf course because that's where i'm going to end up for the rest of my life and i'm not going to be doing this much more um, i think that's also part of it we're by the age that it's you know you know most of my you know cindy she doesn't want me home until i'm 90 so um it, it, at some point you know if it if we don't get through this as Amy said, it's not going to be fun. Um, I just wanted, I, we have more fun practicing our craft than any physician group. And, and that's why we do what we do. And that's why we always smile and we are optimistic. So I'm just hoping, you know, that we're able to, you know, get back sooner than later. I am, you know, I, Tennessee is a weird state. We, we, our numbers are going up and they're opening up everywhere. And, um, you know, I mean, that's okay if you, again, I will take the precautions, but, you know, like Doris said, I'm not going, if somebody's not wearing a mask, I'm not going to, I'm going to sort of go around them. I don't want to, I'm comfortable <laughs> people with masks right now. And I think we're just have to be cognizant of our surroundings um, and everything. And, you know, takeout restaurants are okay. I'll, I don't mind touchless, contactless delivery or whatever and I'll go pick up food where I need to pick up food but I don't know how comfortable I am going to a restaurant that doesn't have with people I don't know right now for now um, for now Mark Nestor, Mark, Nestor, Mark Hackasad and Fountain Blue is doing delivery starting tomorrow or takeout starting tomorrow well I, I did do Joe's takeout twice I had, I had Joe's last two nights ago my, my Cindy told me we were having cereal and, and and bagels for dinner and I got home and there was a whole spread of Joe's stone crab so yeah you, I will do that <laughs> we, we had, we had no it's funny we had a friend send us a whole Zingerman's Reuben package. It was incredible. There you go. But those things are great. We wouldn't have done that otherwise. Well, you know, I want to say something because I think Joel, you know, what you said, Joel Schlesinger, about the issue that you're concerned about finances, and we're all doing well. Let's be clear. We are still, no matter what happens, we'll do fine. Think about that thinking for our patients and everyone out there, because I think you're absolutely right. And I think our patients are thinking the same way. They're saying, my God, if there's another wave, I may be out of work or my company may fold or the stock market may go down 50%. And they're being very, very cautious. So I think that, you know, and again, probably to Amy's point, yes, we were at the zenith of people feeling comfortable about spending money in the practices. I think more than any other time that we've experienced in our lives, certainly 2009 and, and much more than that, patients are gonna be very, very cautious about spending money. Uh, and I think it's, it's very, very reasonable, as Joel said, to think like that. Um, I think it's important to point out that there, there are patients that may have been diagnosed with the skin cancer a few months ago 
or six weeks ago when they had insurance and then things have changed significantly right. for them at this point. And that's what we're encountering now. And I think that that's a conversation we all need to be prepared to have. Mm -hmm. yep. All right, so I think we'll wrap, we'll wrap it up here. And, and may I make a suggestion we do another one of these like in four weeks? Sounds great. Okay. All right. So because I think in four weeks, again, New York is going to be open. Chicago is going to be open, hopefully. And we we will either some of us may close because because they haven't been doing the contacts properly. But at least we'll get a sense from all of that.